Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of NFL Study Hall. It is championship weekend. We got two fantastic games to throw at you. I genuinely believe these are the four best teams in the National Football League. I think I had them as my top four in my rankings the last three or four weeks or so. This is going to be one heck of a weekend. Two games that I know who I'm taking, but I'm not very certain of who it's going to be overall. Like last year, I was pretty sure who I was taking each game. This year, I know who I'm taking, but I'm less certain. And I'm actually going to take two underdogs. We'll get to them in a second. First game, they're at 3 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. on Sunday. 3 o'clock on Fox. 49ers versus the Eagles. The Eagles are favored in this game, according to ESPN Analytics, 65.3%. And they have every right to do so. Let's be fair. These are the two best defenses in the entire league. Opponent passing yards per game, or opponent total yards per game, they lead the NFL, Philadelphia 1, San Francisco 2. Now, the Eagles are going against a third-string rookie Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, who we've been talking about for basically the entire second half of the year. He's been playing outstanding football. He's kept it clean. He has yet to throw an interception in the playoff race so far, but he is going against the toughest challenge of pretty much his entire football career. Opponent passing yards per game, Philadelphia leads it by a landslide at 175.9. Sacks per game, also in favor of Philadelphia at 4.2. That is a full sack ahead of second place. He is going to have the most pressure he's ever had. He's going to have the toughest secondary he's ever had. And he's looking at a weaker team than he's had so far this year. Both Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell are questionable. There is a potential he doesn't get possibly one of them. Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk have been doing their job. George Kittle is obviously his favorite target. But I there is definitely cause to pause on the Brock Purdy train. Now what is going their way for the San Francisco 49ers is they have one of the best uh offensive lines in the NFL, sixth at 1.8 sacks allowed per game. And so far this playoff race, he's gone against Seattle and Dallas. And Dallas, I believe, was fourth in sacks per game. Yes, they were at 3.1. Brock Purdy has gotten sacked three times total throughout this entire playoff race. His rating has been 87.4 in this last game against Dallas and a 131.5 against the Seattle Seahawks. He has definitely been able to prove himself in the playoffs so far. Also going for the San Francisco 49ers is that there is a chance for Jalen Hurts to choke. Now, he has been one of the most consistent quarterbacks in the NFL. I would consider him second in the MVP race behind Patrick Mahomes. They had one of the best starts to a playoff run in recent memory crushing the New York Giants in the divisional round 38 to 7. Jalen Hurts just was the captain of this team. They were able to run the ball beautifully. Kenneth Gainwell with 112 yards. I think Miles Sanders had 80 or 90 yards, something like that. He was able to spread the ball around to all of his guys in this game. But here's the thing. Throughout the season, now 
The San Francisco 49ers are extremely good when it comes to stopping the rush, and the Philadelphia Eagles are fourth in rushing yards per game. San Francisco 49ers are second in rushing yards allowed per game. That means that Jalen Hurts might have to be forced to throw this ball more than he's used to. Now, through this entire season, including playoffs, Jalen Hurts has played in 16 games. Eight of those games, he has thrown more than 30 passes, and eight of those games, he's thrown less than 30 passes. Compare the two streaks of games where he has thrown either over or under 30 pass attempts. His rating when he has thrown more than 30 pass attempts is 96.5, which is still unbelievable, but his rating when he's below that threshold is 107. He has a 10-point better rating when he's under 30 balls thrown. In games where he's thrown over 30 balls, he's had nine touchdowns in those eight games. Under 30, 15 touchdowns in those eight games. That also, so consistently, he is better when he doesn't have to throw the ball as much, as I think most quarterbacks should be in this league. But there are some games this year where he's been forced to throw the ball or he's just had the ability to throw the ball more that game, and he's absolutely lit up teams. The two games in particular, one on December 4th against the Tennessee Titans where they won 35-10. to He went 29-39, of which was his high in pass attempts and pass completions. 74% completion percentage, 380 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and 130 passer rating. Also going against the Washington football team on September 25th, he went for 35 pass attempts, 22 completions, 340 yards, three touchdowns, and a 123 completion or uh, passer rating. So he's been able to blow it up, but he's also had some choke jobs. He's had two games this year where he's been under a passer rating of 66, where he's thrown no touchdowns and either one or multiple interceptions with an under 60% completion percentage. That was on December 18th against the Chicago Bears and on January 8th against the New York Giants, a game that they didn't necessarily want to push and the New York Giants weren't really playing all of their starters. But still, it does show that there are some weaknesses to this talent. Now, more times than not, he's been able to come through. And the San Francisco 49ers are going to have to play the game of their lives if they want to keep him in check. Now, when it comes to my actual game pick, I have been writing this 49ers Cinderella story for a very long time now. If you've seen me on the channel, you know that I love this team led by Brock Purdy. I love the story. I love his energy. No quarterback for the 49ers have gotten this team this pumped and this excited. George Kittle seems stoked to have this man on his team. The defense looks like... like Watching the ending of that Cowboys 49ers game and the fact that Nick Bosa was still on Dak Prescott every single play shows me that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to have to play full four full quarters. They're used to kind of going out hot early. They haven't really been forced to play these games throughout the entire period of 60 minutes. This game, they are going to have to do just that. And they also have a questionable Lane Johnson at right tackle. Now, I have not seen anything that says he's so injured that he won't play. We are going to assume he plays. But the San Francisco 49ers don't really have any injuries on the defensive side of the ball outside of cornerback 
Ambry Thomas, but that entire front line is good to go, and they are going to be on Jalen Hurts every single time. While the Philadelphia Eagles may be the more consistent team, the better defense overall, especially in the secondary, and who are prone to make fewer mistakes with their quarterback and with their run game. I have liked the story of the 49ers and the momentum of the 49ers throughout these last eight weeks more than I have the Philadelphia Eagles. It is going to be a rowdy game there in Philly in a sun, sad, uh, Sunday afternoon. But give me the San Francisco 49ers to pull this game out, be able to score on this defense. Coming the best Kyle Shanahan is going to have to put up a masterpiece. Debo Samuel is going to have to get the ball more in this game. He was a little bit underused in their win against Dallas. I think they will come back against that uh, scoring performance in at <laughs> when they played Dallas last Sunday. Give me the 49ers 28 to 24 going to the Super Bowl. As for the second game on Sunday, this will be on CBS at 6.30. The Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs. The exact same matchup as it was a year ago. This Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, if you take away their rookie years, they've been to the AFC AFC Championship game every single time of the rest of their career. Patrick Mahomes for the last five seasons, Joe Burrow for the last two seasons. These are the two top dogs of not only, in my opinion, the AFC, but the entire National Football League as well. Now, I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals. This one isn't big of a as big of a decision for me personally. They have been playing better football. They have had the better momentum. They are fully healthy, like fully healthy, and they're in Arrowhead, which honestly kind of is an advantage to Cincinnati Bengals, in my opinion. Now, during the regular season, they were not as good on the road as they were at home, but they just absolutely blew out Buffalo in Buffalo in the snow. I really don't think the stadium matters where they go. They have they played absolutely beautiful football. Joe Burrow, clean game. Joe Mixon, 105 yards and a touchdown, getting the ball to Jamar Chase and Hayden Hurst. Um, I quoted a, I replied to a tweet earlier today about Dan Orlovsky breaking down on NFL Live the trips formation of the Cincinnati Bengals when they played against the Buffalo Bills as well as the Baltimore Ravens beforehand. And a guy tweeted out that uh, he was wondering why the trips formation is being used more lately because he also saw it with Trevor Lawrence. And my response was, and if you know more about football than I do, which is most of the country, uh, please let me know if I'm incorrect in this statement. But when you have a trips formation, which is basically three guys on one side of the center, three receivers on one side of the field with usually another receiver on the other side of the field, you spread out your defense so you can find the mismatches that are usually one-on-one -on -one or poke holes in the zone defense. The Cincinnati Bengals are able to do that because they have receivers at every single level. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Board, Hayden Hurst, and you can also throw... Joe Mixon out there. The same is true for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Christian Kirk. Zay Jones was coming in hot late this year. Evan Ingram finished his year super strong. Travis Etienne we know can, to be a receiving running back as well. All these teams are just taking away because usually a team has one good cornerback, maybe two, but rarely do they have three or four people that can guard a one-on-one, -on -one, and then the quarterback just makes the decision on the mismatch he's going to take. The Cincinnati Bengals know how to do this perfectly. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs are not terrible 
when it comes to opposing passing yards per game as they sit at 18th with 220. That is better than the, the Cincinnati Bengals sitting at 24th with 229. So I think that the Cincinnati Bengals will be able to do that a little bit better than the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Or, sorry, the Kansas City Chiefs will do that a little bit better than the Cincinnati Bengals. Also, the Bengals do struggle at containing tight ends. They are right now uh, sixth to last when it comes to opposing tight end yards per game at 61.22. It doesn't seem like a lot, but when you consider Travis Kelsey and how he's a top 10 receiver in the NFL, he's I want to say he's top seven in both receptions, yards, and touchdowns this season. He leads the league in touchdowns. I know that for sure. He's tied for the league in touchdowns. Um, but so that, that's what's going for the Kansas City Chiefs. But when you look at who else the Chiefs have. Now, Isaiah Pacheco has done absolutely fantastic. He rushed for 95 yards in the last game against Jacksonville Jaguars. He did great. But that run game obviously goes towards helping Patrick Mahomes, relieving Patrick Mahomes. I have been very disappointed this season with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, as well as Juju Smith-Schuster. They are without McCole Hardman in this game, or he I think he's questionable or something like that. Um... I'm just seeing so many less weapons for Patrick Mahomes to utilize as well as on an injured ankle, which he claims is perfectly fine and he's walking fine, but get in the game and get uh, Hendrickson in the backfield and he's probably going to be feeling it a little bit more. This is the team that Patrick Mahomes has never beaten in the playoffs so far in his career. He has lost three straight times to Joe Burrow. The last three times they've played, if Mahomes loses to Burrow again, it will be the most that a single quarterback has beaten Mahomes in his career. This is all pointing towards Cincinnati meeting the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. Joe Shiesty versus Brock Purdy. That is my matchup. Now, I'm honestly okay if the Kansas City Chiefs win, because that was my original playoff prediction. I said Chiefs 49ers in the Super Bowl to start this whole thing. But with how the last two weeks have gone, how the Bengals have not only been able to pull off a victory through their defense and shut down a team through their offense, but the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs have struggled recently, they have injuries, the 49ers have the Cinderella story, momentum going. This is going to be one heck of a championship weekend. And it's finally a year where I love all four teams that are in the championship, all young quarterbacks, all new teams, all fun, exciting coaches. I mean, we have just been loving what we've been seeing. Give me the Bengals versus the 49ers, and that will be a tough Super Bowl to pick. Have a great championship weekend, everyone. Make sure to check me out on social media. I'm going to be putting all my picks out there, and you will see multiple episodes coming up next week. Getting ready for Super Bowl 2023 in Arizona. Have a great weekend, guys. Peace out.